Welcome to the Art and Fitness Podcast, where we discuss all things fitness, from movement to nutrition to sleep to mindset to living with purpose. This podcast will give you the tools and pieces to become an overall better human being. If you need more, come see us in the gym or online at Art and Fitness. Give us a subscribe, tune in every week, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ardent Fitness Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about playing the slow game and falling in love with the process uh, with Chase Tolleson, the man, the myth, the legend. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, store.ardent.com. Find a shirt, customize it, make it say, Eddie did what this week? Whatever you want to put on there. Bring it your own, um, and let's get into it, guys. So, Chase, welcome back to your podcast. Welcome back to my gym. Hey, thanks for having us. I, <laughs> I like what you've done with the place since the last time I was here. Yeah. Did it all for you. I knew I was having company. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. So, playing the slow game and falling in love with the process. There's a lot to untangle in those in those two terms. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of try and kind of touch the surface on all of it yeah yeah so why is playing the slow game fundamentally better than just getting off and running and and going for that goal right away because for there to be for a goal to stick there needs to be an underlying change in identity Um, so the slow game to me is changing everything the habits the lifestyle uh, there are quick fixes and band-aids out there that will work in a 90-day or six-week span, but they have that title on them, um, you know, and, and they have that sexy get-rich-now that never really ends up panning out that way. Okay. So getting rich quick, it's kind of, I shouldn't say a pipe dream, just to start if I'm a new member, if I'm somebody who is, ooh, I saw somebody do a 1,000 thrusters, and all of a sudden... I want to get to that point tomorrow. That's not a good strategy for me long-term. No, that's usually we try and talk about that. No, no sweat intro when we bring someone in, but what you should be looking at is what's your function for your everyday health. Okay. Now people like to talk about functional fitness. Um, What is functional for you? you And unless you're trying to compete in fast fitness, then doing a thousand thrusters might be a goal that's just for fun, but doesn't really serve any purpose. So what role does functional fitness have in everyday routine? Uh, Functional fitness, how so? Functional fitness, like what has come to be seen as functional fitness or functional fitness as what is functional for each and every individual? I would say what's functional for each and every individual. Okay. It's for, you, know, you have functional fitness, which everybody thinks of, and it's like, oh, look, let's do thrusters and burpees and wall balls, and we'll get functionally fit. But in training that, a lot of people will go into this, you know, 110% every single time. They go really, really fast. They redline, they drop off. Whose function out there does that really serve? You don't want to be out playing with your kids, going, 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 and done. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to be out for a hike, going, 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 and done. I mean, 
long and sustainable. There are a few professions, uh, first responders, military, uh, that need to be good in situations that are unsustainable. Other than that, you should be working to sustain. So if I'm a 50-year-old guy just doing CrossFit three, you know, three or five times a week, um, you know, and I feel pretty good about myself. I, I got a good sweat angel going and, and I'm burning my RPMs to the, to the core every single time. All of a sudden I'm not functioning the right way that I thought I was a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I'm kind of seeing a fall off, but I know I'm still putting the work in what is function functional fitness and the slow game entail how do they play off of each other you can get somewhere so think about it like uh investing like penny stocks or mutual funds you can make it like a thousand percent in a day on a penny stock but you also lose it all the next day you know you, you invest in, in smart um you know mutual funds that are rated safe you will make more money over time and you will retire with more money what we should be aiming for with fitness is a life of health and wellness. So you stay doing movements and modalities that you can express. Hmm. And you try and overreach just a tiny bit. Just push that envelope a little bit. So when you leave the gym, you know that you improved a little bit. But to try and reach way out of your ability level not only puts your body at risk, but taxes your nervous system in doing something that it does not think it should be able to do. Okay. So think about myself in the Wolf of Wall Street, kind of like starting up and investing in those penny stocks. Yeah. Seeing how, and again, that's a movie, right? Guys? Yeah. It's yeah. like, let's not take that for granted. But they started out small. They, they put the work in. They grew as a team. And then all of a sudden, they're on top of the world, right? They hit their goal. So the thing that kind of jumps out is consistency, yep. right? They were consistent with their, with their role. They were consistent with the work that they put in. Why would you think consistency is more important than progress? Ooh, well, I used my goal and identity quote too, too early, but <laughs> it, it goes back to that. You need to fall in love with the process. You need to actually have enjoyment or at very least appreciate appreciation for what you're doing for the fact that you're moving your body three to five days a week with intent for the fact that you are focused on staying hydrated and you're focused on good intake because if that does not become a part of who you are fundamentally then if your progress stalls you will stop with that healthy lifestyle or if you're if you get to where you want to progress to you no longer have any reason to maintain that healthy lifestyle until you slip back off it. Okay. So when I, when I started out as a baseball player or a football player and I tried a new position and I wasn't quite good enough at it and I just felt that frustration, same thing with CrossFit. Like I'm looking at a leaderboard and I'm not that good at where I, sh where I should be in my own mind mentally from where I, where I am. I was right where I needed to be. But you said stalling. So the stalling, when I compare that to playing a sport and starting off bad, does that reflect on my overall 
assessment as an athlete or is that just who I am at that time? That's just who you are at that time. Um, thinking that you're stuck where you are when you're in the beginning. I mean, that's, that's a fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And if anybody here hasn't read Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck, um, you should. Or listen to it on Audible because I've went through over two-thirds of the book in like 48 hours. But you can always improve. Shout out to Dr. Carol Weck. Dweck. Dweck. Shout out. Come on, don't do Carol like that. <laughs> Apologies, Carol. I know you're listening to this. Um, a thing that – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep throwing myself an example because – um, I'm kind of that guinea pig. I feel like I've gone through a lot of different transactions. I've gone through a lot of different experiences with CrossFit. I've had my ups. I've had my downs. I've had my share of just, I can't do this anymore, or I can't catch whomever on that leaderboard. And it is the most frustrating thing to look at as, as an athlete, quote unquote, in my mind is, why can't I be there? But I want to walk away fulfilled. But can I walk away fulfilled if I'm just focusing on a result right now today? Or what does that structure of timeline look like, Chase? I mean, can I just focus on, hey, I want to deadlift 400 pounds tomorrow. I, 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 don't, I know I can't right now, and I know I can't do that safely. Yeah. But with playing the slow game, how do I walk away fulfilled every day? If I'm not hitting my goal in well, my that, mind. That's a, that question is one for each and everybody to ask themselves, right? What, where do your values align with why you're doing fitness? And then take that and how does fitness make your life better? How does living a healthy lifestyle make your time in the gym, your time at work better? And if, if it's helping your sleep and it helps you become a better person, that should be 10 times more fulfilling than any number you hit on the barbell. Okay. Unless you're getting paid to do this stuff. So in other words, you get what you put into it. Yeah. You, you get what you put into it. And if you put more into it, you will most likely be more fulfilled. Okay. So factoring in anything from the most experienced athlete or CrossFitter or whomever is trying to start a new trade, whatever that could be is finding out those fundamentals is kind of making your own pyramid, but playing off of the one starting with the nutrition, a good balance of sleep, looking at that road existentially of what do I have in front of me? What are obtainable goals to get to that end result? Exactly. Yeah. That's, and it's, and having a goal is good. There's studies that have been, that have proven that having a goal will keep someone more consistent, but don't let that goal be the, only thing that you place value around okay so some progress means a lot to a bunch of different types of people right like so progress could be i'm deadlifting so-and-so weight and i did something two weeks ago now i'm getting stronger right in my mind but i may not be expressing that motion or that movement the correct way but i still got it off the ground yeah, and it's, I mean, it's tricky, right? Like, I'd, I could show you videos of, you know, of a front squat PR that was a nine-second rep that I probably should have bailed on. Um, and everybody, unfortunately, has to learn that for themselves for the most part. 
Yeah. Uh, there are, maybe not for the most part, but a decent amount of people. There are a lot of people out there that just want to move, and they they will stay shy of that point of technique breakdown. Uh, but there are a lot of people who let their ego win out, and they have to learn after seeing themselves on video the first one or two times that oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Have you ever found yourself in that process trying to slow yourself down if you feel like you're getting too ahead of your own for your own good at that point? If you want, if you see, I could get that 300 pound clean and jerk. I can get that three you know times. About that though, um, you will usually reach your goal if you like exactly what you're saying is going to help you reach your goal. Okay. So like when people get all out of whack or they they go faster than they should or so let's say it's a workout for time and they throw technique out the window and go faster than they should, that's probably going to make them more fatigued and they're going to have to slow down anyway. You know, if it's a heavy weight and they throw technique out the window anytime they get above 85%, they're probably not going to be PR in their lifts very often. Yeah. So slowing down and focusing on movement will take you further in the long run. So having a coach in my experience with you guys, even, even on the floor is, has been crucial to my development subtly over the years when I'm working with you, I'm working with Sarah E, uh, Michelle, Ryan, Sarah, your, your wife, yeah. whomever it's, it's kind of cool because the way that you guys have, um, you really get to see your members grow up and start on that process because you get to look at them from day one what is your goal yeah you even have goal setting conversations with these with with our clients right mm -hmm. with our members you go you all have a subtle way of looking at us and going hey you sure you want to squat there right now <laughs> hey I, I know you could do that but should you should you and that kind of brings me to a point where if you're not trusting that process, if you're not listening to your own basic instincts, if you're not really mapping out that road of what do I want to accomplish before I walk into the gym? What is your mindset on the ride into the gym? Before you even wake up the night before, you know, that day, the night before, what are your goals in life and how do you get to them without having a plan, without yep. having a road of success mapped out? Yep really just just preparation in a lot of different ways so in in another example chase can you share like how you've fallen in love with the process maybe with you know with the big dogs clientele and on that coaching side how does that kind of reflect on you well yeah i mean i got myself an individual design coach a remote coach through the company big dogs who's under the umbrella of opex um mainly at first for my own education. Um, I had went out to Arizona and done my immersion. I was going through the OPEC CCP course to get better educated on writing individual uh, fitness program designs. Um, I got that coach and it was game changer. You know, my, I, I was not good at self-regulating. You know, I would try and work through little pains. I would do stuff that I wanted to and not that I needed to. It's been about a year and a half now of me just trusting the process, putting the, the work in and going. Um, and I, I'm 
31 as opposed to 29, and I feel better than I did then in every way, shape, and form. That's insane because you're a little bit older. That's, yeah, 31, 29. <laughs> Simple math, guys. Hey, I'm a little slow here. If anybody knows me, you know that I'm going to ask you, hey, can you tally this up at the end of the workout? But you have essentially dialed in those key points of that process. You, you've gone to a place where I'm going to run before I even – know how to walk and that's not sustainable guys like that is not in my mind what is a a clear pathway to playing with your kids at 70 years old to to uh being able to lift anything when you're 60 70 years old because you burnt yourself out on a rigorous training program and you took every rx to heart yeah yeah and that's just it like what is rx right and RX is not the goal. Um, RX is a stimulus. And and using the tool, and we don't always have a RX for our workouts anymore, but when there is, it is a tool for the coach to use to know what stimulus the workout should provide so they can impart that knowledge onto the class and have everybody moving with intent and getting the best possible workout for their day. Do you think the RX helps the long game Ooh, depends on the person okay um some people can look at a workout and see 135 95 and listen to what the coach is saying and understand okay this should be like moderate but still pretty quick and other people who 135 is like near their one rep max um of whatever lift you're doing that day they grab 135 and they just slug through the workout because at least I did it RX. Yeah. You know, so it, it can definitely be a hindrance. And it I always, it can also be an achievement for someone, um, which should be recognized if they do it well. Okay. You know, one thing you've taught me as a, as a newer coach, um, someone who's really trying to learn, soak up as much knowledge as they can, how to handle some classes and, and opinions, feedback, everything like that under that umbrella is you're going to get people who look at that RX as a challenge and mm-hmm. they don't look at it as a long journey. They don't look at it as, Hey, you know, I, I probably should go a little bit lighter and I really should trust myself. I, maybe I didn't get that right amount of sleep tonight may, or last night. Maybe I didn't eat as well as I could today, but I'm going to try RX anyways, blow my entire nervous system shoot myself in the leg basically and not be able to function tomorrow how I should have properly taken this workout. And I think we're starting to see a really cool transition with the coaches that we have, yeah. especially in, in what you've implemented. And I, th- I think that's starting to resonate. Yeah. And you know, you touched on it. Everybody here believes in it. Um, and everybody here lives it too. You know, nobody is in here, you know, coach wise, just bashing their heads against the wall in their workouts or trying to reach outside of what they can express. Yep. Um, and, and that's something that we've all had to learn through the years and that we try to keep people from having to learn the hard way. And that's that's not easy to instill. You know what I mean? Like that's not easy to just express on a daily routine. Yeah. Because you get you get people come in and like myself, I get amped up when I walk through that door. Yeah. I'm excited. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? I may not show it in my expression, but internally, I'm ready to go to work. So, but like you can be excited, 
but not overreach. And that's just where people, they get caught in the gray area there, and they're excited, and they don't know how to keep the reins around that excitement, and then they overreach past what they can express. Yeah. And then they're shut down for two or three days. They're, they start to develop aches and pains. It's just snowballs. And I think a lot of it, it could do with three, two, one, go. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> and is that a great tool and like a, a cool little CrossFit staple? Yeah. Um, but it is. It's, it's three, two, one, go. And so many people think, oh, three, two, one, go. It's a race. Yeah. You know, it's not. All it is is a contest with yourself to see how much you can improve upon who you were yesterday. And that doesn't mean it doesn't have to mean a good score in the workout. It can mean that you know that you're underslept and underfed and fatigued and you're going to take it easy. And that that should be something to be proud of. Yeah. I mean, just, just showing up consistently to class i know we have a lot of people who travel we have a lot of of working moms we have a lot of moms in general um active teens whomever i know you were coaching a couple of uh of athletes on the side you know just trying to get them better for baseball season so there's a lot throughout your day-to-day life but i think what we're trying to do is help you guys understand that it's it's a story it is it is building you're not going to get an a 12 pack in five minutes because you did one CrossFit class, the hardest that you could do. Yep. Um, with, with that touching on, on getting to that end result. So does it benefit me to kind of cherry pick? No. CrossFit classes. Nope. Already, already knew what I was saying. <laughs> already yeah. knew where I was going. If you're signed up for a group fitness program, that's meant to develop general physical preparation. And you only come in on the days that you enjoy or that you're good at. So say you come in on squat days, but you skip deadlift days. Uh, one, you're not developing an overall picture of fitness that you that you are telling yourself you're striving for. Two, you're creating imbalances and will probably have to deal with that down the road. Um, you will get the best overall level of fitness, the best personal and physical growth out of coming into the classes that you don't want to come to. Okay. So if I'm an athlete and I keep saying athlete, I think I'm just kind of programmed that way. If I'm a person, if I'm a member, if whomever, right. And I come into a class and I see that you have, uh, for example, we've been doing a ton of pull-ups lately. If I see that you have programmed pull-ups for us strict and immediately i'm going i know i can't do that that's any any one of our coaches is extremely well versed in modifying movements so and in in a day where we're doing pull-ups it's in the lesson plans what our scaling options are you know so anybody here could do it on the fly and then we have a double check in the lesson plan and so if you're not doing pull-ups, you're doing jumping pull-ups or self-assisted pull-ups or ring rows. You're still working that upper body pull strength. You don't need to be able to rope climb. You can do pull-ups or ring rows or dumbbell rows and develop upper body pulling power that will get you through life. So if I'm just getting bugged by, let's say, Colin, right? Colin's just 
hey man i saw you do ring rows the last two weeks your upper body strength is getting better yeah but I, you know i really like doing ring rows i don't think i'm there at assisted pull-ups yet what do you say to those those members where it's like you can do it you can get out of that comfort zone and trust us to know that you're on that journey to better fitness it's about getting them to trust themselves though okay you know, um and it's each and every one of us in here has a good enough eye to know that when we put them in a vertical pole instead of a horizontal pole, you need to be able to watch whether or not they actually stay engaged through their scaps and their lats or if they drop out. And it's it's the coach's eye that will dictate, hey, let's go try that. Oh, I'm not too sure. Okay, yeah, I know, but you're getting really good at these. I promise you, you can do this. Uh, and if you can't, no problem. We'll come back right back here. So you're basically saying trust the coaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the, the proof is in the pudding, guys. It's definitely in there. Um, you didn't say we were getting pudding. I, I know. Yeah. I'm, I've been eating pudding all day, so I'll have you know. <laughs> I, I have uh, a three, three-year-old nephew. He just turned four. And uh, he's enough pudding for, for the both of us. Shout so. out to the E, man. Shout out to E. But I think uh, with the process, again, it, it kind of differs person to person, obviously. So whether your your goals are to cut a little bit of weight, your goal is to add more weight, it's, it's crucial to set real-life expectations of what you can achieve in a small amount of time and share those goals with your coaches. I mean, Chase, he's been exponentially there for us. You know, any of the coaches have it just – Hey, I want to, I want to talk goals. I'm not getting a, a proper strict pull up. You know, I'm trying in class. I have five minutes. What can I do extra to work on that? Are you know, Chase, are you guys offering anything, I guess, out of class that, that you're helping tweak, even though if it's not ID, so to speak. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have one-on-one sessions and, you know, extra work. If people are looking to progress in a thing or, or if, they're tired of modifying movements all the time because of an imbalance. Come work with a coach and get that imbalance worked out. Yeah. Um, it, there's no reason that anybody needs to be stuck somewhere wanting to move on to the next piece and not getting the help. The unfortunate truth of it is that not everybody will always get better from a group program because everybody do does have individual needs and imbalances. Hmm. So... If you're looking to address those, we could definitely can. Okay. Okay. I think that that about covers uh, what we're looking for for playing the slow game. Did I miss anything? No. No, I think we're good. Everybody's going to retire rich after li- reading this. <laughs> and, that, guys, this this is gold information. I'll, I'll tell you that much. After listening to this. <laughs> so, again, wanted to say thank you for joining us today. Our sponsor is store.com. Ardent.com. Again, store.ardentfit.com. Thank you. Thank you, Chase. In case I didn't say it the right way before, this is uh, this is John. And Chase. We're signing off. Thank you.